we were playing in Wisconsin. And at this point, it had been 15 years since we had like won the acts like in our rivalry. That's like, honestly, like all really Minnesota and Wisconsin really care about. We want to be Wisconsin and we want to be Iowa. And that's it. The game came down to the fourth quarter. Our coach, PJ, he had gave this speech like in the locker room about like, don't be afraid to be a legend. You know, you got to go out there and give it your all. Like You could feel it. Like it's like this huge buildup and it comes down to Carter Coughlin. He like comes, you know, across like the edge or whatever. And like, just like 100% just like rips this ball out of the quarterback's hands. Fumble, we recover. Everybody starts going crazy. It's just like an insane feeling. It's like, yes, like we finally did it. It was like one of those shots that like you're sitting there like shooting it and you're like, dang, like this is insane. I just like got like, you know, the hairs like stick up. Yeah, we, we were mixing up U of M and UMD because uh, do, you, do you know Blaze Phobe? Phobe? Say again? Do you know Blaze Phobe? Is it Phobe Mose or I forget his last name, but his first name is Blaze. Blaze, yeah, I know Blaze. Did, did uh, you guys like, uh, offensive lineman? <laughs> no, dude? a little smaller than that. No, he's a videographer. I think he he worked for UMD. Oh, Blaze! Blaze. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, so you just met him through like the DMs. Yeah, he hit me up. Uh, I don't think he I, he may have tagged me in the video or I don't even really remember like how that all went down, but uh, it was 100% through um, the wide receiver off the football team. Uh, he was putting out, <laughs> I think I gave him his footage. Like I gave him like the the footage that like I shot for like the season. Cause he's like always asking me for stuff. So like, I just like packaged like all of his stuff together and just like gave it to him and was like, here, like go crazy with it. Like do whatever it is that you want to do. And then, like, next thing I know, like, there's, like, a million different videos from, like, a million different people. <laughs> like, using all of this footage, I'm like, dude, like, it was one season. Like, you didn't have to go, like, this crazy. But, like, yeah, that's, 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 that's what he did with it. And it was just, like, whatever. But just growing, growing the reach, growing the reach. There you go. And how, how, was it just the one guy or how common is it for you to get approached by your athletes and be like, I want this for the gram. I want this for, for my social. It's, it's very common. I think a little bit more so like now it's, uh, it's, it's kind of frowned upon by like the university and stuff like that. Really? Yeah, it kind of just depends on who is uh, in charge of like the social media accounts and things like that. Like I'm not directly uh, in charge of the Gopher social uh, social media account, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, so it kind of just depends on like who you have running that and how they feel about things and stuff. And like some people, they want to keep everything for themselves. Other people like they just want the massive amount of reach. They don't care if it goes through their channel or whatever, like they do, but like as long as it's like continue to like grow the brand and things like that, they don't really care too much, but here they care a little bit more. Um, I've gotten in trouble on multiple occasions for really, <laughs> oh, no, let's get what? That. Yeah. Okay. I've gotten in trouble on multiple occasions for, uh, for doing that stuff. But you know, the way that I look at it is I was, I was an athlete. Um, back in like 2009, um, I played football at, a FAU down in South Florida. Um, and coming away from that, I didn't have a whole lot of, uh, video or like photos of myself and everything. Like, like I just like, even like to this day, like I still don't have like 
those like memories or anything like that. So whenever like a guy comes up to me and he asks me like, dude, like can you give me like this video? Like I had this amazing catch. I had this amazing tackle or whatever. It's like, I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to like hold on to it or anything like that. And if I get in like a little bit of trouble for it, like whatever, like for sure, not really too worried about it. But here's the thing. Is there like a fine line where you're like, oh, my God, all these dudes are asking me for photos like this is yeah. like taking so much time. I don't name everything like pers- I'm a videographer and sometimes kids are asking for clips who I'm shooting for. I'm like, dude, like yeah. what I'm going to upload, like all these gigabytes like this is I'm busy, you know? Yeah, no, it's uh, so mainly with the wide receiver. <laughs> he was like the main one, like every week, like on me, like, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. And I was like giving it to him. But then it was just like, dude, like I got other stuff I got to do. Like this will take up like a whole entire day for me if I do it for like everybody and things like that. So um, there is a fine line and we kind of have that happy medium now. <laughs> uh it's not it's not that bad um but yeah like it, it it can be exhausting especially like it's like everybody especially like a football team where there's like hundreds of people um you know they want something even like the the GAs uh like the assistants and the coaches and stuff they'll come to you <laughs> and be like hey like hey I look I, good I, in that yeah oh like I saw God. you next to me like with the camera like at the game <laughs> You know, so yeah, no, it's, it's it's cool though. It's cool to give people stuff, but like, don't stress yourself out over it, and like, just do it. Like, whenever you got time to do it, and you it's know, like, it, how do you politely say, politely say no? You know, because like, yeah. you don't have the time. They don't get it, man. Like the like a lot of people don't understand what goes into video and photo. It's like it's mm-hmm. a lot of time editing and finding clips. Like that that wears me out, to be honest. And then mm-hmm. I'm getting worn out in the, that part of the work, and then I got people asking. I'm sure you get asked like crazy too at the school. Like yeah. it must be overwhelming the whole team. Yeah. Yeah. It can be, it can be overwhelming, but you know, you, you, <laughs> you honestly just have to just get it in your head that like all that stuff is really secondary. Um, like your main job is your job. So you got to do that first. And if you just got to tell them like, Hey dude, like I'm super busy right now. Like I can't do it right now, but like whenever I can, I can, and I'll get it to you. Like when I can get it to you, um, it makes things a little bit better. Uh, for photos, though, uh, we we have kind of found a workaround. Uh, I'm not too sure what it is. I've never used it before. I think it's called like Teamworks or something like that. Or um, it's something that our photographer is using. And pretty much what happens is whenever he uploads all of his photos and like you know he goes ahead and does all the tagging and you know puts the position linebacker uh their name whatever um it automatically gets uploaded to a folder that is in like this like connected oh yeah uh like a dropbox in a way it's kind of yeah it's kind of like a dropbox it's kind of like a dropbox but like as soon as he uploads it um and it gets put on um this server this online server or whatever it goes to all the athletes Dropbox, Dropboxes and sorts itself. And so they'll have all their pictures and stuff like that, but we haven't really figured out a way to uh, do that for video yet. <laughs> so video is a bit tricky. You, you got those huge file sizes. Exactly. And so what do, you, what do you shoot on? If you shoot, uh, on, like, I shoot on a Sony FS seven. Yeah. So those files, you know, they're not small. I wouldn't yeah. call those small <laughs> files. Not those, at all. No. One minute's about a gigabyte. So, <laughs> One minute of video. Yeah, those, those gig files like uploading is uh, it's nothing nice. It's brutal. So, 
But, so how did you get like into doing video, photo, graphics, and everything? Like, what was like, like it, was it when you were an athlete? Like you were saying, you know, you saw the guys taking videos. Did that inspire you at all, or what? Um. Well, I can definitely tell you, like, off rip for sure that uh, Oregon, Oregon, uh, like their video program that they had while I was in college is one hundred percent what made me be like, yeah, I want to. I want to do this. I think there's this thing, there's like this, uh, this thing called like the CSMA. It's like the college sports media award. And like, I was in college and I was just like looking up stuff and I was already making videos, um, for the football team <laughs> that I was like playing on, like with a couple of, uh, my homies and, uh, their video came up like the video that won. I was like, whenever they went to the Rose bowl or something, um, and I saw that video and I was just like, yo, like, this is insane. Like, this is like, like my, my videos are bummy right now. Like I need to, <laughs> like, I need to get to that level. Like I want to do that. And like, yeah, ever since then, like, that's just like pretty much like what I've been like shooting for. And that's, that's for sure the catalyst that like drove me to want to do this stuff. But overall, what got me into video in general was I was just growing up. I was always like, a very like artistic kid. So I was always uh, drawing. Um, I got like a camera for like my birthday and like a little tiny one that you get like from like Walmart or something like that. And like, not even, not even like the one where you like hit the button on the side and like the little lens like comes out. Oh, the 2010 <laughs> classic. Like, yes. Do you ever see those old pictures of like concerts back in the day, like yeah. before the iPhone or like right when it was like getting big? Mm -hmm. All just those little like tiny yep. little cameras like this big. Yeah. The whole audience. Now it's just iPhones. Yeah, for sure. So I have so I have one of those. I was like taking videos. I was taking photos. Um, just being like absolutely like creative. Like I, I've just always really just loved the arts, like no matter really what it was. Um, and then I got to high school and I really got to put it to the test. Like, um, my coaches, they were helping me get recruited kind of, <laughs> but I, I ultimately I had to like take it into my hands. Like my mom, she had filmed my games, um, since I was playing little league football all the way until high school. Um, so, uh, whenever I got to high school, my dad got like a little, I don't even remember what the program was called or anything like that, but he got me a little program and I was able to like, you know, uh, send out like all my tapes and things like that. Um, just to get recruited to go to college, um, and play football. So it kind of started and stopped there. And then it got picked back up whenever I was in college, I was just kind of trying to figure out like what it is that I wanted to do. I was doing like business and architecture and a whole bunch of other stuff, but kind of, sat down, really thought about things and kind of landed on a, I want to, you know, go into videography and be a creative. So I switched up my degrees and did all that stuff. And then boom, <laughs> uh, started making football, uh, uh, football videos for like for the football team and things like that. And yeah, that's pretty much where everything just kind of jumped off at. So I'm assuming you're like many of us creatives where you're like, YouTube was, was your professor. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I didn't go to school for any of this stuff. I was for sure um, self-taught, trial and error, um, shooting a whole entire video and the shutter speed being 
insane or being messed up. What, one over 1,000 or something? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and choppy. Yeah, it was just, yeah, it was just bad. So yeah, just trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. And, you know, eventually, you know, it becomes like routine and nobody, there's not, there was never really anybody that like, uh, like I went to see or like I talked to, or like, I really didn't have like a, like a OG or anything like that. That was like helping me along, you know, trying to figure out this stuff. So that's why whenever, you know, people like, um, Blaze that you mentioned and a whole bunch of other people, like whenever they hit me up and they ask me different questions and stuff like that, I always, always take time to be able to like help somebody. Somebody called me like a mentor the other day and I got weirded out about it because I don't feel like I'm a mentor. I feel like I'm just like helping people along and it was like, yeah, that's what like a mentor is. And I was like, oh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like if, if I, if I have the opportunity to like help people out and, you know, uh, help them along and they don't have to like struggle as much as I did trying to get into this type of stuff. I, I like to do that. A bunch of our audience is either in school or just getting started. Um, just for the sake of honesty, maybe like how long would you say that you really struggled or sucked before you took a look at your videos and you're like, wait, I actually got something here. Uh, it's, uh, it's still to this day, he's looking at us like <laughs> to this day, he's posting stuff cringing. I'm sure. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like it's, like now, now it's like right now it's to the point where it's like I know what I'm doing like I know how to make something look good um but oof it was some growing okay so if you put it like this like I started um I started video in high school and like I just made like a high I'm just made like a regular basic highlight huddle type video you go from there to the very first video that I ever made was, um, what was that, uh, that video that, uh, everybody had, it was like Bauer. It was like a, I forget, I forget the name of this thing. Uh, Oh, the Harlem shake videos. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like, that was like the very first video that like, I that's ever when I was in high school. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was like the very first video I ever made. And like, if you go from there, uh, to whenever I thought that like I made like a good video, it was probably about like a solid four years because as soon as I left college, uh, there was a video that I had made, um, that was just about a tailgate and it was actually the first tailgate I had ever been to because I was always playing. But, <laughs> um, I was like, dang, I was like, this video is actually like really good. And I was like, okay, I really feel like I can move forward and still grow. But like, if my videos don't get any better from right here, I know that I'm like, my videos are still solid. So it took probably about like four years for me to be like, all right, I don't suck anymore. <laughs> like kind of thing. Um, yeah. but there's always like another level. Like you'll see the stuff like we have, um, uh, there's a production house here that's called a uh, elite edge. Um, and I think there's, I love their stuff. I love yeah. their stuff. I know exactly okay. what you're talking about. So you look at that, right? And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm making like football videos or whatever. And then they'll come out with like some like crazy intro video. And I'm just like, dang, I suck. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like more like a thing. Like, I don't like, there's always going to be another level to like what it is that you can do. So yeah, like my videos are, I, I feel like my videos are good now. I feel like my videos are um, something that people would want to watch and be interested in. 
But I know for sure that there's like another level and maybe like five years down the line, I'll look at these videos and be like, man, I don't know what I was thinking kind of thing. So, um, so for everybody who's, you know, watching, like, don't, don't get discouraged or anything like that. It, I mean, just really just trust the process. Just keep on going. It gets better and then it'll get worse and then it'll get better again. So it's true. It, it's also like, I get messaged by guys too. And they're like, I just don't know what to do. Like there's something missing. I don't know what it is. And like, yeah. it's like everyone's feeling that way. Like there's no, yeah. I bet you even elite edge is thinking like, Oh man, like I look at this production company, they're doing this and that. And it's like, it's all relative. Like we, we're put, putting out content on our social media that like, we don't know if people are going to like it until the audience lets us know. And I think it's a creative downfall when people think like, Oh, it's not that good. It's like, you're not the one deciding if it's good. Yeah. If the athlete that, loves that piece, that's yeah. what I think matters most to me, at least. And it's going to keep you happy and you, you'll go on forever and never, never quit. And that's really the goal. It's really who's left, not who's best, you know? Absolutely. And I also feel like there's a there's a balance in that as well. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of videos that... There's a lot of videos that I've made that I think I like more than other people and like maybe I posted them or something like that and they didn't get nearly as much love as like I think that they should have and things like that. Um, but at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. Like, because that thing is out there and it's for you. Like you don't have to always do things for an audience. You don't always have to do things for, you know, everybody else. Like you can do things like just for, you know, yourself, like, <clears throat> the best example that I could come up with right now is very recently. Um, these past, I would say, I would say like the past month, I've really like challenged myself to go out and shoot other things other than just sports. I've been trying to do that for like the past couple of years, but um, you know, football is very <laughs> busy. Sports is very busy. Um, this year has been a little calm. So I've really trying to, uh, take those steps to shoot other things. And I always encourage people to always shoot other things than the same thing just all the time. Um, so I went and um, uh, I did a, uh, I did a car shoot. So there was like this like crazy car meetup. It was actually really crazy. Like, it's not like good. <laughs> like they're doing like a hundred miles an hour, like down highways and stuff like that. <laughs> but um, sounds like my kind of fun. Was this unregulated car shoot? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Is that why um, I didn't make the IG? Because <laughs> I'm looking uh, right no, now, I can't my, find no, it. No, it's on my oh, IG. With the SRT? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got it here. Yup. Yep. You were saying? Yeah. So I did that. And then also, um, there's an aerialist, um, video that I did like two completely like contrasting, um, things, but you know, I like car shows. I like, I wanted to, I've never done anything with any kind of like aerial circus ole kind of like <laughs> thing or anything like that. So, um, you really kind of got to get out of your shell and just like go, venture out and do other things other than just, you know, really big, tough dudes, like, you know, hitting each other all the time, you know? Um, and it just opens you up for other opportunities and things like that as well. So. Yeah. I mean, connection is sure. the name of the game in this industry. For what were sure. you going to say, Mose? I was just, I wanted to go back to the, the first tailgate video that you, that you thought that was like, oh, wow, I got something here because so many times I think that 
Um, it's not like the final product where I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Oftentimes it's like, oh, I learned a new trick in software or like this story came together in a way that I totally wasn't expecting when I got into the editing suite. Like, what was that experience like for you? Did anything stand out? Like, why, why was that moment, would you say, so important to your development as somebody who does video? Uh, it was a lot for me in general. So I, that was whenever I was living down in South Florida. Um, you know, there was a, a whole slew of, if I'm just being transparent, like I was like 100% broke. Um, like homeless, like I didn't have anything. Like I had like 10 cent in my account. Like I was like really out here struggling, um, and still trying to make videos and do <laughs> stuff like all at the same time. You were the um, broke artist. Yeah. 100% man. Uh, and so whenever I saw that, like whenever I went and did that video, that was pretty much like my last week in, uh, South Florida. Um, and I was going to be moving back home, which I really didn't want to do. Um, but I moved back home and with the idea that, yo, this is going to work, this is going to pan out. And like, really what was in that video was just like, I don't know. It was just the way that I was, it, it just felt easy. Like it felt easy. Like it came together easy. Like I wanted to put like the emotion and the feel and everything that, um, that was at the tailgate into the video. And whenever the video was done and I like still, whenever I watch it to this day, like I still can go back and feel like that energy and feel like, you know, I'm there again. So once I saw that, I was like, okay, like I can, like I can do this. Like that's really what it was. Um, but now it's more so how do I get into a situation where this is sustainable for me? Um, and not be broke as hell trying to, <laughs> trying to do this stuff. Um, so I went back home and, uh, it was tough. Like it was really tough. I was back home. Um, I was working on like a military base, um, at like a gym, um, just like checking people in and stuff like that. I got a job, uh, working on a, like a, like a ship. Like it was like a bunch of ships and stuff like that that would come in. Um, and you know, they would transport like sheet metal and stuff. So you have like these tons and tons of, and I'm not like a little dude, like I'm like six, three, like, you know, two forty. like I'm just coming off of like training for like the NFL and stuff like that. And like ships are made for like small people. And like <laughs> I'm squeezing through like these like little tiny cross spaces and stuff like that. And like all day, like I'm having like these like hundreds of tons of sheet metal, like, you know, potentially you know, dropping on my head, like at any time and stuff like that. Um, I actually found out that like the position opened for me because like something actually did happen to somebody else on the job. Oh my goodness. Yeah, man. So like, yeah, it was, it was, it was interesting. It was interesting. Um, but you know, why I wasn't like, whenever I wasn't doing that, I was, uh, just constantly looking up jobs, um, in, you know, once I found out that jobs weren't going to accept me because uh, this is a thing for everybody out there who is listening. If you are doing like your own thing, um, it's like your own company, like, you know, you're doing like freelance work and things like that. Um, a lot of times uh, universities and stuff like that, they'll only see that as kind of like a hobby. So they only count like a third of 
of that. They don't act like for as far as like years of experience, they only count like a third of it, um, which I was told on multiple occasions. And I did not know that going into this. Um, maybe it's a little bit different now, you know, just because of how social media is and everything like that. But for me, uh, I was like, I have like eight years of experience doing this type of stuff. And yeah, they were like, yeah, but we're going to take a, a third of all of that because, you know, um, it was just freelance or it was just whatever. So um, <clears throat> I had to go through all that. So then I eventually just had to do an internship. I just started looking at internships everywhere. Um, and I think it was like over, I think I put in like over like 500 applications or something like that. Um, like just constantly, like just like beating down the door, like trying to like get in. And um, finally, Minnesota uh, hit me up and gave me the opportunity to go into their internship program. And a year later, a year after that, uh, I had a full time job. See, that's a different. That's an path. incredible story. Yeah. And very interesting because usually you hear like, oh, I was a student there in the video, started doing mm-hmm. it for like credits and whatnot. I think that's what Blaze was doing. Was it not, Mose? Mm-hmm. And yep, um, that's how they usually get their in. And then it turns into maybe a career or they bounce around to schools, whatever. So it's mm-hmm. that's a really interesting story. I was expecting you to be like, yeah, I went to University of Minnesota, played football, picked up the <laughs> camera and then boom, there we are. No, absolutely not. Uh I thought I I thought that that's how it was going to go for me. Um, I actually was begging my uh, uh, my alma mater. I was I was begging them to let me because whenever I started um, doing videos for them and things like that, I was obviously only able to edit the videos. My homies were they were filming um, at the time. Uh, I wasn't. <clears throat> uh, we were we were begging them to like just like let us just do it like damn near for free. Like, <laughs> like, like we'll just do it like for literally minimum wage. Like you could pay us like the same amount that we would get paid at like McDonald's or something like that. And we will do this. Um, but at the end of the, um, my senior year, um, we were talking to him about it, asking him about it. One of the people that we were working with pretty much who was like the direct line of contact to the people that were asking for the videos and things like that pretty much uh, was like, yeah, I did all the work. And then like, he ended up getting like a full-time job with them. So it wasn't really like the, yeah, it's been, it's been a long journey. It's been like, that's how I wish it would have went. Um, and I would still be making, you know, videos for like my alma mater, like right now, but um, you know, everything happens for a reason. So it's like, whatever, you know, you just gotta move on. And I knew that this is what I wanted to do. So, you know, nothing was really gonna stop me from doing it. Exactly. Mose, were you going to say something or can I jump in here? No, you can jump in. I was just going to say thanks for sharing that. Like, that's definitely not a, steer- a story that we hear all the time. And it was just, I think the persistence there is amazing. And it, it's something for me that probably definitely translates into the work. Because obviously, it's not always easy to just sit down for hours at a time and fail and fail and fail. So <laughs> yeah. I just feel like it's one of those things where it's almost like your story uh, is like a bigger thing in your work today, probably just with what you've learned about perseverance and grit and just like keeping, like just getting after it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To me, honestly, like as much as like, it sounds like I'm being like cocky or whatever, like, it's just like, nobody can really tell me anything at this point. Like I've been at like the lowest point, like I've seen like, and that will really bring out like who you really are and like what you could really put up with, what you could really deal with. And 
since I've seen that, like, there's really nothing that anybody can really tell me, <laughs> like, at this point. Yeah, um, and yeah, so, like, it's a beautiful thing. It's turned into a beautiful thing. Um, I'm still growing. Like, I'm still not where I want to be at. Um, there's still a lot of things that I want to do. I've been held back with a lot of um, things. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, still really not going to stop me. And it's going to happen just on its own time. It's obviously a tough journey and, and you're like, you, you kind of wish you were never like broke with 10 cents in your account, you know, but almost like, I feel like being in that spot at one time will make you probably never quit. Like you, where, where, like you already know what it's like at the bottom, whereas maybe some guys coming in from a more privileged standpoint or coming from money starting. It's like, there's always that thought of like, I don't necessarily need to do this to like get out, you know, and like that yeah. can mess with some people's heads. But I wanted to switch topics because the way I found you initially was my buddy Ryan sent me this uh it was for bait 13 that's his instagram handle like that that mix you did i thought it was so fucking dope it was longer <laughs> form it was like two minutes um yeah. and i thought like you killed it with incorporating like photography in your video the sound design everything it told a story too yeah. driven by the athlete so like we're big on like athlete driven content kind of making a highlight tape that's more than just the highlights it's like yeah. the athletes talking so like where do you see that like progressing in like mixtapes and whatnot you know do you think we're going to see more of that it's going to maybe go back to maybe just highlights like how, how do you think that space is going to progress i think so uh it's, it's something that i've tried to get uh minnesota to be on the um in the front of um before like a whole bunch of people just like kind of like just like cling to it and start doing it and you just start seeing that uh, seeing it everywhere is honestly really getting into the story of the athletes like there's a lot of things that like I went through and stuff like that, that I think that would be uh, inspiring to other people, you know, just for them to hear. And I'm not even talking about just like the video stuff. I'm talking about, you know, like whenever I was an athlete, um, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of stories that I think would be inspirational to people, you know, kids like, you know, they look up to athletes as like superheroes. There are grown men that look up to <laughs> athletes as like superheroes, you know? So, um, you know, just telling the story and getting like certain stories out there combined with, oh, this is like a badass athlete as well, um, is definitely where I think uh, things are going to be going. Um, and we're going to see a whole lot more of that in the future. Uh, it's just it's just how you go about, um, I guess, telling those stories. Like I posted a picture, um, a couple pictures the other day of Rashad Bateman and um, Braylon Oliver. And that, 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 those pictures were took like over, uh, maybe like a year and a half ago. Um, and the video just like never came out. Like we had the video queued up, like it was ready to go. Um, but we just never were able to post it just because, you know, sometimes like it just depends on who your social media manager is. Uh, we wanted to post it like as soon as it was done. <laughs> like we was like, we want to get this out there. Uh, it looks clean. It's nice. Like it has like a nice backdrop And um, that those photos are actually just about them talking about their tattoos. And, you know, that's where I kind of went to gear things, um, you know, for us to be able to get stories out there about like the athletes and things that they go through and things like that. Um, and yeah, that video was just about their tattoos. You know, uh, Rashad Bateman, he had, uh, got into like a, uh, he has a, a cross on his, a, a tattooed on his chest, right in the middle of his chest. Um, and it's actually the same 
cross that's like on his necklace. Um, and, you know, that's a really powerful story. Like his mom gave him that necklace like right before, uh, like for his birthday or something like that. He went to like this basketball game, got into a car wreck. The The cross was like all like beat up and battered and everything like that. And he still has it. But he was just like, yeah, he's like, this is something that I want to carry with me like all the time. So he got it tatted on his chest. You know, there's things like that, like, you know, that probably nobody knows, you know, and, you know, <laughs> those are the kind of stories that are really interesting and the stories that I really care about uh, getting out there and then combining it with, you know, some cool highlights and stuff like that uh, is definitely, you know, the way that I'm trying to lean as far as like content creation. And it adds more to the video. Like when I'm hearing these guys talk in like a VO, as I'm seeing the footage, I just, I just think it makes it more, I don't know, impactful, you know, mm-hmm. it tells more. And I think from a recruitment standpoint, if like people are looking at what school they want to go to and they see content where like they actually see what their teammates might be like, it just adds yeah. extra more, I guess, context to where they're headed. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think <laughs> I don't want to give away too much, but we have like there's things are definitely uh, steering in that direction for Minnesota. Like, obviously we're going through the pandemic and everything right now. So everything's kind of like on pause, but, uh, as far as like content creation in the future, giving athletes a voice is definitely something that I'm trying to, uh, push on our managers and things like that. So. Exactly. And how much of that would you say comes from your own experiences of being an athlete? Like that to me, it just screams that that is such a driving force in your creativity. And I'd love to hear just more about that. Yeah. So for me, I feel like (laughs) there's a one I've always been like a a pretty I was I was a creative kid. Like I was always quiet. Like I didn't really talk that much. Um, I I was always like in the corner, kind of shy, like didn't really you know, engage with people and things like that. But I look back on it now and it's just like, dang, like nobody really knows like all the stuff that like I went through. And then like, I would hear stories about, you know, things that other people were going through and it really helped me out a lot. And I was like, dang, I was like, maybe I should start speaking up. Maybe I should start saying something. Maybe I should start, you know, getting these stories and things like that out there. Um, And yeah, it it 100% is a huge like driving force for, you know, the things that I do. you know, just to, you know, take it back to like this past year where we had everything going on with uh, George Floyd, you know, there was a video, uh, there was like content that they wanted to make and they really didn't know how to like go about it. And, but they want to hear from the athletes. Like it's like right now is like the time where like everybody wants to hear from uh everybody like they want to know what's going on like what are you thinking like how are you feeling about this and people are really interested in these stories and you know pretty much we made like a a video where uh we kind of like you know sat the athletes down and talked to them about their experiences and you know it's not flashy highlights and everything like that but like it always doesn't need to be you know sometimes like you just really need to get down to the core of things and just hear like what's real and what's really going on Um, so yeah, for me, like that's 100% like something that's like very important to me is like just making sure that I'm, I'm always like even telling the athletes like off to the side and stuff like that. Like just make sure that you're heard, like whatever it is that you're feeling or whatever, like just make sure that you're heard, like whether it's like on social media, whether it's just to, you know, somebody that said something that like you didn't like, just like, (laughs) just make sure that it is that you're heard. And if I can give you, um, 
a platform and you could tell me something that's important to you and I can take it to the people that are in charge of, you know, what goes out on our social media and things like that. And, you know, and I can convince them that this is something important that we need to put out, then I'm going to do it. And I'm always going to go to bat for them for that. And they know that. And that's really when it comes down to like the relationship with like the athletes and stuff like that as well as like, I feel like 100% like the athletes trust me um, here. And like, sometimes like I'll have them do things like even in like photo shoots or something like that. And they're like, man, I don't know. Like, this looks weird. <laughs> like, this feels weird. like, why am I doing this? And I was just like, dude, just trust me. Like, I got you. And like, they have that high level of trust with me. Um, and they know that I'm not going to make them look foolish or make them look silly or anything like that. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just about trust. And yeah, 100% just like making sure that they're heard, being seen, especially with, you know, Sometimes like the stuff that goes on with like the NCAA and everything, it's a dirty game. And I just want to make sure that they maximize, um, you know, their opportunity here and, you know, kind of navigate them through a lot of the BS that I had to go through. So exactly like getting that relationship with the athletes is like the most important thing. But I think creatives, like you said, oftentimes can be pretty quiet guys, maybe a bit more introverted. They don't want to be in front of the camera talking to too many people, but like, how do you like, what advice would you give guys who are you know starting in this business to like, how do you like build these relationships with athletes? Like, do you, you know, talk about off the field stuff? Are you talking about more on the field stuff? Do you show that you know football when you're talking to them? Like, how do you build these relationships? Yeah, I think for me, uh, for me, I think it was easy. And I think I got very lucky with uh, the fact that I was just off rip just with football. And I was coming out of you know, just playing football. Like I was, I was just coming out of like, you know, doing combines and things like that. So I'm talking to these guys and they're like, they're like, Oh, like you was doing this, you was doing that. Like you got invited to this, like, you know, like, like they have a lot of questions. So like just being able to like casually talk to them and not see them as like this huge figure of like, Oh, you're an athlete. Like, Oh, you're like, you know, you're this guy who's potentially going to be, you know, uh, NFL draft pick and everything like that. Like, that's not what they want to, that's 100% not how they want to be treated. That's not how they want you to like approach them or anything like that. You just talk to them about like regular, basic <laughs> everyday type stuff. And then, you know, you usher in like a little bit of football and you usher in like a little bit of creativity and you give like a little bit of like yourself or like who you are and your personality and things like that. And it's just a, it's just a nice, you know, combo. Like it, there's, it, there's, there's nothing better than just like having like a nice, solid relationship with throughout the whole entire team. Like it makes things a whole lot easier. Like there, there's times that like, you know, we need them to uh, come in and, you know, be a model for us for something or, or something like that. You know, if they don't know you <laughs> like at all, they could easily just be like, nah, I got something to do. I don't really care about that or something like that. But if they know you and they know that like you need them, like they're not always going to say yes, but you know, they're going to try, they're going to at least try to do it, you know? So like building relationships with the players is one thing, but I almost say equally like getting on the good side of the coaches is the mm -hmm. other side. So like what, do you have any like stories or experiences with coaches, positive or negative? Like I, I, I work in hockey. They're like, these coaches are pretty stoic, tough guys. You know, they're not, they're, they're yeah. not like necessarily the friendliest people, not all of them, but like, what, do you have any stories of in the locker room with the coaches? 
Uh, yeah, it was a. I mean, if you can share that, I don't want to put you. No, 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 it's fine. Like it's, it's nothing. It's uh, I'm just trying to think of. There's so many stories about everything. <laughs> Honestly, you see so much whenever you're like, you know, behind the curtain. Like everybody, they just see like, you know, uh, you know, for instance, like uh, PJ or when I was down at FAU, like whenever you like whenever you are in like the inner group, like whenever you're it's just like your family, like, you know how, you know, your brother acts, you know, whenever he's like out and about like by himself or whatever. But then, you know how he acts whenever he's like at home, (laughs) like like <laughs> more of an asshole <laughs> yeah like so like you know how it is but like uh with the coaches and stuff like that you know you can build a relationship i i never had i think a lot i think i was really fortunate to have played football understand the game of football didn't necessarily come i'm 100 like a huge nerd but like I don't, I feel like I don't necessarily like screen nerd <laughs> necessarily. Like whenever I'm just like walking around uh, and I don't think that they get that from me. They're just like, Oh yeah, this is like tough, like football guy. Like that's how they like, they see me. So uh, for me, building a relationship, talking X's and O's with them, talking, you know, if it's the strength coach being able to talk, uh, Oh yeah, I did, you know, this much on squats or whatever, whenever I was in college, like, you know, just being able to kind of like bounce in and out of conversations and having like that diversity of being able to talk to literally anybody uh, definitely helps you out a lot. And definitely just like the athletes, like it gets it gets them to trust you. Um, it gets them to, you know, not really question like the things that you're doing. Like if I'm in the weight room, like with a camera shooting around and stuff like that, he's not like, hey, what are you doing here? Like type thing. Like <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, building a relationship with the coaches, uh, strength coaches, um, you know, staff just in general is is overly important, if, if not even more important than having a relationship with the athletes. So can you walk us through like a shoot day of like, you know, your pregame in the room, warm ups and everything like w- what's like going through your mind when you're about to like build a video? Like, do you already have the idea of what that video is going to be before you're shooting it? Or are you kind of just like shooting the game and then seeing what stories transpire? Um, it's honestly, for me, I would say overall, it's probably been, uh, a a lot of people, they look at my stuff and they're like, oh man, like you, you did this, like you executed this because of this reason. Right. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it was definitely because of that. Like, but like, no, like a lot of times, like whenever I'm going into a game, it depends on if it's like a game, an intro or a trailer or something like that. If it's a game. I'm just going out there just shooting the best stuff that I can. And then usually like we have maybe two or three other shooters outside of myself. Um, And I'm just trying to, I don't even know what they have, you know? So once I get all the footage, that's when I'm like, okay, I could piece this together with this. This will make sense with that. I remember that I have this clip. So like that can match up with this clip kind of thing. Um, and I'm I'm just going based off of the story of the game, pretty much. Um, for intros, there's been intros. I think last year I took a I took a step back and was really like I want to have very cinematic looking stuff. I want it to actually look like a trailer. I want there to be a story built into it. Um, 
But then there's also been trailers where I have literally just been tossed the camera and they're like, hey, you got to make a trailer <laughs> or you got to make a uniform reveal or something like that. And I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just in there just shooting stuff. And, <laughs> and I just get like all the footage back and I'm just like, all right, we about to, you know, make this work. I better got what I need because I'm yeah, fucked. Yeah, honestly. I'm fucked if I hit the suite and there's not enough. Yeah, 100%. Um, but I mean, I like more so going in with, um, a full blown plan. Um, I think last year, like I said, whenever I took like a, a real like cinematic route to it, um, I really found out that I really like being a director, (laughs) uh, more than I like shooting probably. Um, and I, I never thought that I would ever say anything like that. People have been trying to get me to like direct stuff for like the longest time. I've been like, nah, I'm trying to shoot. Like I want the camera in my hand, like get away (laughs) type thing. Uh, but you know, last year was we, uh, so pretty much what happened is we, we did, I think five trailers in one day. Um, and the reason why we did that is because it saves time. Uh, we don't have to worry about scheduling out a bunch of days throughout the season to make these trailers or anything like that. We can just go ahead and just start in the morning and then shoot all the way, you know, till night. Um, and that's pretty much what we did. We just, we shot everything like all in one day. Like we had one in the locker room. We had one at the stadium. We had, uh, one was that, that was like in the woods. We had one that was in like some random building, some one that was in the weight room and we just like knocked them all out. We had a plan for all of them and it was the smoothest year I've ever had, like making trailers or anything like that. Um, it's definitely way better to go in with like a plan like that than just like shooting from the hip um, and not really knowing what you're doing. See, I'm also a video editor and I want to talk about that, that Bates video. Like I, I loved the whole feel of it, incorporating photos, which I'm sure like you just got from that database you're telling us about. Like, mm-hmm. can, like what's like the, the process you go through uh, in the editing software when you're telling a story? Like you knew you wanted to do this, this like have Bates VO and everything, but like, can you walk us in? Like you open the software, you drop, you find the song first. Like, I want to know like selfishly, like what, what do you do? Uh, yeah. So with that video in particular, so that's, that's another thing whenever it comes down to like the relationship that you have with the athlete. So, um, <laughs> uh, that bait video came from, I was going to make a, a Rashad Bateman video anyway. Um, and I was also going to use juice world in that video was all, it was always the plan. Um, well, what song? I'm, I'm a big juice world guy uh what, what song was that that i used um yikes i don't even remember i don't even remember the uh the song that i used just now it's now gonna, it's gonna bug it, him now he's gonna, it's gonna yeah it it's gonna it's gonna eat at me now. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna eat at me now um but yeah so pretty much like i think that's whenever like juice world had like just passed um and I was like, yeah, like this is something that like I want to give to like Rashad. Like he balled out last year. Like we have like a crap ton of clips. Um, he is like a huge like Juice World fan, and I know that, you know. So I'm like, this is like something that like I'm gonna give to him. So like even more so than like this is kind of like with those videos that I was telling you about, where it's like you know you have those videos that are just for you. Like this video was like more so like just for him, you know, and. Uh, yeah, I went in, like, I found, like, you know, these old, um, 
uh, like uh, VOs of like, you know, him talking and um, just knowing Rashad kind of like bringing like the feel that like he has and like how he goes about things like into the video as well. And like, yeah, like that's, that was pretty much like the main like uh, driving force for me making that video is like, okay, like I'm gonna get this, this song really bumps. So (laughs) I'm gonna use this song. Um, and yeah, just really dove into it like that, you know, whenever there are big swells, I want to be there to be like big plays. Um, and to be honest, whenever I first sat down, um, and I knew I had the song, honestly, to me, the song is like the hardest part of any video. I don't know why it is for me, but like getting a song and getting like the feel that you want for the video is 100% the hardest part. And then maybe getting the first clip down. <laughs> oh, the first uh, clip. There's yeah. so much pressure, right? You're like, I love this one, but then this one, like, I don't know what to pick. You just almost yeah. have to, like, cut your losses and just pick it. And I don't feel like I edit. Like, I feel like everybody edits differently. My editing is not linear at all. Like, sometimes, like, I'll know, like, intros are very important to me. Like, grabbing people's attention um, to videos is very important for me. Um and then like not only grabbing their attention, but like leading them into the video is very important to me as well. So I'll spend most of my time on that, like the plays or whatever, like the plays are going to sell themselves because it's, you know, it's an amazing catch or it's an amazing run or whatever the case may be. But, uh, you know, really drawing people to care about the video in like the first five seconds is really important to me. And then like, once they get to like that five seconds, they're like, ah, no, I'm gonna keep on swiping. It's like, no, like this looks really cool right here. So I'm trying to like, just maintain like your attention. Um, and then like those big swells and everything like that are very important. That's overall really what like holds people attention. And that, that's pretty much like my process, um, into, you know, making a video is, um, the intro is important. The ending is important. Um, the intro leading into the meat of the video is very important. Um, yeah, and you just kind of go from there, throwing stuff all over the place. <laughs> if you look at my timelines, they're usually a mess. <laughs> Dude, preach, man. It, sometimes I get overwhelmed with how messy mine get. Like, I'm like, fuck. Like, I have to take a break because I'm like, shit. Like, I don't know what to put here, you know? Like, it's don't just, even know where things are. Yeah, I know. 100%. But I also referencing another video you did, I have up here, oh, I forget who the player is, uh, but it was that basketball one you did with, uh, was it the Uzi song? I think it was the Uzi song and like the match cuts between the guy doing his jumper and whatnot were so dope. So like, how did oh, you, Yeah. what was the player? Fuck. No, that was, uh, that was our intro video for this year. Oh, I thought it was for one player. Anyways, yeah. like yeah. so dope. I love like the way like it match cut perfectly. Like when you did you have that plan? Like did you see those pieces of footage first and then you thought I'm gonna match cut that, or were you going through the footage and you're like, ah, there it is. Like when you come up with these ideas, is it on the spot or do you sometimes um, know? So so <laughs> you know, everybody knows like, you know, with the stuff that we're going through right now that uh nothing is the way that it usually is. Uh, so usually like our intro videos are going to be, you know, staged. We're usually going to have like some huge setup or something like that. These video screens and all this other kind of stuff. It wasn't like that this year. Like they told us uh, or they told me, they was like, yeah, you're pretty much whatever it is that like you want to do, like we're going to do. 
but you ain't got no budget. <laughs> like uh-huh. <laughs> you, you can't, you can't uh, like pretty much like what you got right now is what you got. And I was just like, crap, like, I don't know like what the hell I'm going to do. So um, I went to, I was able to go to a few practices, um, you know, this summer. And as I was like looking over the footage, like after the facts, like whenever I was shooting practice, I was just shooting practice, getting stuff that looks good. And that's that. But whenever they were like, yeah, it's time to make the intro video. I was going through like the practice footage. I was going through the, um, the footage from the season last year um, and things like that. And I was just like, dang, like there's everything that like basketball players do is like really consistent. It's really like the same way, like every single time. Like if like you look at the form of like Curry, like every single time it is probably damn near the same. So I was like, yeah, I was want to put like an emphasis on that. Like whenever this dude is like pulling up for like a jumper or something like that, I wanted to like, freeze a little bit, switch to like a different clip that I already had. So like I was looking at that footage like from practice and I was looking at the footage that we already had from the previous season. I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna try to match that up um, the best I can. It was a pain in the ass, but (laughs) I was able to get it to work. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. And um, I I, want to move into also just working with the athletes as well. We were talking about it a bit, but like are there any like really inspirational or just crazy stories you have working alongside an athlete maybe it's one-on-one or or just it just so happened to happen during a game like do you have anything you can share on that front um crazy story as in how i don't know it's like okay an example of this was i shot a documentary on this hockey team they're minor midgets so it's like 15 years old they're about to go into the ohl which is like the semi-pro not semi-pro but like it's almost at the nhl one step below Mm. and uh the year before I was shooting, they their goalie was like murdered by his uh, his mom's boyfriend at the time. And it was like really tragic. And the whole year was devoted to him. And at one of the games, it was like this prospect game. A bunch of the players from that team I was following were in it. And the father of the kid who died was at the game. And they were down like two goals. They come back and tie it right before the end of the game. And I got, a, I got footage right on the bench with one of the players who tied it up came to the dad gave him a big hugs like we're gonna win this for roy who's the kid who passed and it was like super emotional like it was like really raw moment and then they tied it after he said that and they went over to you ended up losing but it was just such like an emotional like <laughs> it was almost like tearing up because i'm around these kids all the time and like they yeah. lost this what this one kid the whole season's for them and i just thought shooting that and then they ended up winning the league it was just so powerful you know yeah were there any, it doesn't have to match, like that's pretty unique yeah, in its own no, way, but sure. something along those lines. I think, I think there's, there's probably, um, there's a, there's a bunch of stories and a bunch of moments like where like you're, you're, I've been shooting and like I've gotten chills, like with the stuff that like I'm getting, um, one that I can think of off rip is probably, uh, two seasons ago. Uh, whenever we were playing Wisconsin in Wisconsin, uh, I, I just thought of another story as well, <laughs> but, uh, we were playing in Wisconsin, uh, against Wisconsin. And at this point, I think it had been 15 years or something like that since we had like won the X or something like in our rivalry. Um, 
And that's like all they were talking about. That's like, honestly, like all really Minnesota and Wisconsin really care about um, every single year. They're like, we want to be Wisconsin and we want to be Iowa. And that's it. <laughs> uh, and we hadn't done that in a long time. So uh, there's a guy, um, he plays for the Giants now. His name is uh, Carter Coughlin. Uh, the game came down to um, the fourth quarter. Um, our coach, uh, PJ, he had gave this speech like in the locker room uh, talking about like, you know, don't be afraid to be a legend. Um, I have that video on my uh, on my Instagram as well. He has like uh, this speech about like, don't be afraid to be a legend. Um, you know, you got to go out there and give it your all, blah, 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 blah. And it was like this like huge, like you could feel it. Like it's like this huge buildup. We were close. It was a close game. Um, and pretty much it comes down to, uh, Carter Coughlin, who's like Minnesota born and raised, um, (laughs) honestly as Minnesota as it gets. And he like comes, you know, across like the edge or whatever. And like, just like 100% just like rips this ball out of, uh, the quarterback's, uh, hands, um, fumble, we recover, everybody starts going crazy. Um, it's just like an insane like feeling. It's like, yes, like we finally did it. Like this is something that's been like, we haven't done in 15 years type thing. Like, you know, everybody in Minnesota has been like waiting on this. Um, and after the game, you know, people were crying. Like I have a, I, there's, there's one shot that sticks out to me the most. Um, his name is Jacob Huff. Um, he was just like, he went to like, uh, to like hug like another player or something like that. And he's just like bawling, crying. Like, you know, he's not from Minnesota, uh, not from Minnesota. Like, you know, has no connection to this, you know, game at all other than, you know, the four years that he's been here. And he's just like bawling, like boo-hoo crying. Like, (laughs) and uh, it, it was like one of those shots that like you're sitting there like shooting it and you're like, dang, like this is insane. But like, I just like got like, you know, the hairs like stick up, you know, on you a little bit. And uh, there was like a moment like that. Also the moment last year, whenever we beat Penn state um, to go, I think it was 10 and 0 or something like that. I can't remember what it was, Um, but we beat Penn state who was like a powerhouse. Um, There's been a bunch of moments like that. There's been a bunch of moments for me where I've just like, I've literally been like sitting there like shooting and it's just like, that's the worst thing about being a videographer is that like you have to maintain your composure until like way after the fact. Cause like you're running around like shooting stuff and everything like that. Like you don't have time to be the one that's like sitting there like celebrating, like jumping up and down and all this other kind of stuff. Like I'm chasing people down, like shooting stuff, getting the coach, getting Gatorade dumped on them. And you have to be like locked in and like have your eyes everywhere kind of thing to make sure that you get all of these things and that you see all these things. Um, you kind of just have to wait afterwards until you can be like, <laughs> yeah, like this is dope. This is insane kind of thing. Yeah. I think that's one of the hardest parts. Like you can't really turn off until mm-hmm. hours after the game. Um, I just have one last question for you. I think the first thing that struck out to me when I saw your work on your Instagram is that you can blend, you blend design and video very well together. And I meet a lot of people who are really good at video and I meet a lot of people who are really great at design, but I don't meet a lot of people that can kind of do that together. Um, where did the design skills come from and kind of how do you approach blending the two of those things together? Yeah. Um, I still, to this day, I, I think I suck at design. Like I am like 100% like it doesn't come naturally for me. Like, uh, 
like picking up a camera and getting lens flares and, you know, knowing like, it's not really something that I could really just like sit down and just like tell somebody like, yeah, this is how you do this. Um, It just comes very naturally to me. Um, But graphic design does not come naturally to me at all. Like, so I'm 100% like, you know, uh, the graphic designers that we have, like I constantly bug the hell out of them, like with questions, Um, you know, animators, I, (laughs) I'm not that great at graphic design. So animation is like even more ridiculous. Uh, so anytime that like, I have like the opportunity to like learn, um, anything whenever it comes to that, like, I'm just, (laughs) I'm right there, like looking over their shoulder, like, Oh, okay. Well, no, do that again. Like how many times did you, okay, you did. Okay, cool. Like kind of thing. So um, it's definitely not something that comes naturally to me, but like in my head, I know what I want to happen. Um, I think I've definitely gotten better at it over the years, but, um, definitely not, definitely not my, my strong point. I I feel, um, it's definitely something that like, I, I think, I think for you, like, you know, you see it, like the stuff that like I put out and, and like, that's the stuff that I'm like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> like, you don't, you don't see like all the other like bad ones that are just like, God, I don't know what I'm doing. Like the stuff that's like, you know, uh, final of final of final, like on my laptop or anything like that. So, um, yeah, like it, it, it's definitely not something that comes naturally to me, but it's just something that like I'm constantly like working on. And I probably put more effort into that because I'm not good at it than I am into, you know, actually shooting. Perfect. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Leo. This is oh, great. Yeah. No, it's not a problem at all. Anytime. Anytime you guys want me back, time. man, just let me know. This has been cool. Yeah, we want to talk to more creators and like videographers and, and designers. And, you know, we reach out to a bunch and it's been great. Like just chatting yeah. with all you guys. Yeah, no, this is no, this is cool. I love doing I love doing this type of stuff like all the time, man. Like <laughs> I can what? sit here and just talk about like video, like literally like all day. Most of the time I'm usually like around like a bunch of athletes and like they're they're into like the arts and stuff like that like they like it but like you're not really surrounded by people that like really really like or love like you know video or photo or anything like that so it can get lonely sometimes you know absolutely you just need to like vent but no one gets no one gets the struggles <laughs> it's yeah. like i shot that whole thing in 24 i meant to shoot it in 120 you know yeah All they <laughs> they just see me up over there just like getting mad at my camera. <laughs> <laughs> well, Why is before, he acting crazy? Before we get going, is there anything you want to like plug or say anything before we dip? Uh, no, nah, man. Uh, just hit me up on, I think it's uh, underscore Leo the creator. Just look for like the red line. That's all you got to look for. Is that your um, logo specific? Uh, yeah, that is my logo. Um, um, I'm working on getting everything uh, settled with that. Um, but yeah, that, that actually is my logo. Um, yeah, I went through like five of them, but like, <laughs> but I think, I think I'm, I think I'm settling on that one. Right, um, perfect. But yeah, nah, uh, everybody who's out there, like literally, like we talked about, like I was struggling five cent, 10 cent in my account, um, homeless, didn't know where to go, didn't know what to do. Um, if it's something that you're passionate about, whatever it is, whether it's video, whether it's football, whether it's, you know, I don't know, basket weaving, (laughs) like you can do it. Like just keep on pushing for it. 
That's it. That's a great message to end on, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank everyone for watching. We're posting a ton of content on our social medias at Render Repeat Podcast. Also, I feel like we're not plugging this enough, but check us out on YouTube. We post these entire interviews on YouTube at Render Repeat Podcast. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks again, Leo. <laughs> not a problem. Peace.